Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part three of Pastor Robert Maydew's message about the beauty of being stuck. Here's Robert. Oh, what the culture sees as the greatest place of division and separation. How many know in the kingdom of God, it is the greatest place of collaboration. It is the place where lame people can get up again. And I want to challenge some of y'all, especially in this day and age in which we live, where everybody's trying to keep us divided. I know we're divided now because we can't touch each other. I'm talking about divided in the church, focusing on the contradiction. And I'm telling you, the power is in our ability to collaborate in spite of the contradiction come on somebody this is the power of the church the power of the church is not that we have all everything in common the power is in our differences but in spite of our differences if we can agree that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father if we can agree that broken people need to be restored and lay people need to get up if we could just collaborate oh I wonder what God would do it's a trick of the enemy to get us to focus on the contradictions. Ah, you black. Oh, I'm white. Oh, you're a Democrat. Oh, I'm a Republican. Focusing on the contradictions. I'm telling you, our power is in our ability to collaborate in spite of the contradictions. Isn't it crazy that the first miracle after the birth of the New Testament church was a collaboration between one disciple that had a big heart, John, and another disciple that had a big mouth, Peter. And perhaps it was perhaps it was John's compassion that noticed the lame man. But it took Peter's courage. Wow. Hey bro, get up. And I'm like, I'm feel sorry for you. Get up. I still got a knife in my pocket. Get up. And John's like, Peter, love. Collaboration. Can't just talk about Peter and John. Come on, they're not the star of the text today. I think the star of the text is a man that many of us right now in our world can relate to. It's this man who is uh, who is stuck. I didn't tell the cameraman I was going to do this, but y'all got all kinds of cameras everywhere here, so I know we good. <laughs> but often when I preach a text like this, I will do this because I want to feel, even if it's just for a moment, who I'm preaching about what they had to go through. Can you think about even in our current context today, we don't understand what many of our disabled and disabled brothers and sisters have to face. Can you imagine in biblical antiquity, no wheelchairs, no hover rounds. It was the epitome of being stuck. Somebody dropped you off. You better get comfortable. You're going to be there for a while. And I thought about this. The only thing that didn't work in this man's life were his legs. Everything else worked. Heart beating, eyes seeing, cognitive capabilities there. Homeboy probably had good teeth. (laughs) All that was shut down because one thing didn't work. It affected his economy. He's got a bag. It affected his relationships. Tell me now, when you're stuck, you can only talk to other stuck people because lame recognizes lame. Just stuck because one thing didn't work. Isn't it crazy how one issue in your life can affect everything? Look at our world. One thing has affected everything. One thing has shut down this whole life and you get stuck. And when you've been stuck for a while, you start developing what I call systems of stuckness. Start doing what you got to do to get around. Start getting comfortable because this is the way that life is going to be. 
start having stuck conversations with other stuck people. You've had stuck conversations. Hey, bro, what you going to do today? Man, probably lay here for a little bit. I was thinking the same thing. I'm probably going to lay here. Do you ever have stuck conversations with other stuck people? Just the same thing they talk about now going to be the same thing. If you were just stuck, stuck. There's nothing worse than being stuck. But how many know some of you experienced this? Have you ever been stuck but experienced God raising you up? Oh, this is a beautiful thing. Is that When you've been stuck, maybe it's happening for some of you right now. You heard a word. You heard a worship song when you were panicking but you realize that the favor of the Lord was upon you. You ever been stuck and had God raise you up? It's a beautiful thing to be raised up when you've been stuck. Well, the problem is you spend so much time being stuck, you still got relationships with the stuck people. And don't you try to go back and have those same stuck conversations, but the jokes ain't funny anymore. You trying to figure out what in the world did I ever have in common with you? You, you still doing that? You 50 years old. You still trying to turn up in the club? You ever just still the same thing? And then they got the nerve to look at you and say, mm, seem like you changing. Yeah, it seemed like something different about you. It seemed like you changed it as if it's a bad thing. How many know that is the point of life? You are supposed to be changing. Come on, I don't want to be who I always was. I want to be everything that God has created and ordained me to be. You better believe I'm changing. Every day I'm changing. I seem like you change it. Seem like you stuck up. No, I'm not stuck up. I'm just up. You stuck. That's why the conversation ain't working anymore. God raises you up when you've been stuck. But that's not really what I want to talk about. All that was my intro. I, um, I think the thing that I missed about this text is the Bible says every day they dropped him off in front of the temple. Come on, not, not just on a weekend experience. Not just once a week. Every day they dropped this man in front of the temple gate. So if he got dropped every day, that means there are two people in this passage that nobody ever talks about. I've never talked about them. Everybody talks about Peter and John, but if he got dropped at the temple gate every day, that means there are two other people in this passage that nobody ever talks about. And guess what? I invited them to Elevation Church today. I'm going to ask them to come out real quick because everybody is focused on the lame man and Peter and John. But I want to know, yeah... Everybody talks about the lame man. Everybody talks about Peter and John. How come nobody talks about y'all? Because he got dropped every day. Come on, I study. I, I did my due diligence. I did an etymological exploratory on this word every day. Guess what every day means? Er, a day. Every day. He dropped him. Every day. Do you know what every day means? Now, this is going to be interesting because we're going to keep our distance here. That means Sunday, you came, you picked him up. Don't touch him. <laughs> Come on, just want to abide to the rules. You, you picked him up. You picked him up. You carried him from wherever he lived to the church. You would hold out your cup and beg. Just hold out your cup. Hold out your cup and beg. Maybe y'all would come back about 5 o'clock, pick him right back up, drop him back off, and then go about your day. That's Sunday. Monday, here come these two again. Let's give them a name, Billy and Bob. Nobody talks about Billy and Bob. Everybody talks about Peter and John. That means Monday, you come. You pick them up. You carry them all the way over here to the church. You hold out the cup and beg. You come back about 5 o'clock, drop them back 
at the house, then you go home. That's Tuesday. Wednesday morning, ding dong, here come Billy and Bob again. They pick them up, just pretend like you're going to, don't touch them, keep the distance, pretend like you're going to pick them up, pretend like, don't touch them, yeah. And you pick them up again, and then you come back over here, and you drop them off at the church, holds out his cup and bags, they come back about five o'clock, and then drop them off. That's what every single day. Can you imagine the laborious nature of picking him up every day, holding out his cup, begging, pick him back up, drop him off. And I hope I'm not bringing my own presupposition to this biblical passage, but I think one of those days after every day, maybe Billy and Bob did it out of the kindness of their heart for like a week. Scratch that. They go to elevation. They did it for like a month. Every day. I think one of those days, Billy and Bob dropped him off. He held out his cup. He came back about five o'clock. Look in that cup. Yeah. You see what I see. <laughs> There's money in that cup. You see what they just did? They got their cut. Actually, you took too much. Put some back. Put some back. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, put some back. Now that you have your cut, then you pick them back up. Not for real. Then you take them home. Hmm. And now they have become collaborators to a sick system. Somebody who's stuck. How I many know at this point, Billy and Bob don't want him healed? They don't want him whole. It would affect their pockets. They have become, maybe unbeknowing, the beneficiaries of his brokenness and his stuckness. That's why whenever you are stuck, you got to check your environment. You got to check who's around you and make sure you got to check what you're hearing and make sure nobody is benefiting from your stuckness. And Billy and Bob could be anybody. Billy and Bob could be the news that you're watching. Billy and Bob could be a friend. Billy and Bob could be somebody you're dating. Some of you is awkward because you sit next to your Billy and Bob right now. <laughs> but in your life, whenever you're stuck, there will always be Peters and Johns who are trying to pull you up out of your stuckness. They're trying to call you into your purpose.